I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 5050 of the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. My name is Flo. And I'm Gabe. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. It's a big episode. It is. And so close to the, to the one-year anniversary. It is. But it's like half a, a century, right? Is that, does that, apply, that doesn't apply to... Well, no, it's not. Half a... Um, well, century does mean 100, I guess. Right. We'll go yeah. with it. We'll go yeah. with it. Episode 50. It's uh, quite insane. <laughs> Half a century of episodes. <laughs> I'm not sure if that makes sense, but, you know, we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I, I am doing all right. But I am excited to talk about a couple of things because I'm very excited to get your opinion on the newest thing that has released. Yeah. Oh, what? WandaVision? No. no, no, no. Oh, the, something that we're going to talk about today, I guess, because you teased it in the last episode. I did. I don't know if that you I figured forgot it out. About. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> it would be very be embarrassing. It'd <laughs> be interesting if you... Well, I, I don't have a lot this week, so um, you might have figured out. You might have discovered something I haven't. I, well, I have one thing which I also teased last episode, something animated once again, because why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta have a gimmick. Sure. But... I guess before we start off, you also had a little thing to talk about, which sounds very weird, the way I just said it. Yeah, but, because it makes no sense without context, but uh, yes. yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Flo's going to share his little thing with us. Sure. It's, it's yeah. time. In episode 50, it's time. Um, yeah, are we, we're diving straight into it, are we? I, I guess. Mean, I guess, yeah. Okay. Do you want to tell people how, how the show works? Well, as always, on our regular episodes, we're going to talk about the best thing that we've seen all week. Anything that's come out in the last six months or so. So something maybe from 2021, maybe from back in 2020, the good old times. Everybody loved those days. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we're just going to talk about the best thing that we've seen all week. Anything from a movie, TV show to maybe even a YouTube video. And as always, we don't know what each other's picks are going to be. So. Well, right. I guess we know what you well, we have an, are going to be. We have an idea, yeah. We have an idea, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> let me throw out one little thing that is literally like <laughs> almost not noteworthy, but um, since it's a slow week for me and I don't have a lot of things to talk about, um, <laughs> I decided to talk about this. Well, I think we talked about my love of Nicolas Cage last week and there's um, y- People that know me and I know you know this as well, um, know that my love um, for Arnie is just about as big as it is for Nick Cage. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was a recent video where Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger uh, decided to film uh, himself uh, getting the vaccination. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he was like driving in a car and they, they like uh, gave it to him like through the window. Mm hmm. <laughs> just a drive-by <laughs> <laughs> no but the thing was like someone filmed it mm-hmm. um like not not a journalist or anything literally like arnie had someone there to film it and um <laughs> it's like once she put the needle in his arm he was like uh-uh, put 
the needle down. <laughs> <laughs> Good old, uh, what is it? Uh, jingle all the way reference. Put the cookie down. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of the video, it's like a, I don't know, 30, 50, 40 second video. And at the end of the video where the vaccination is done, he looks at the camera and goes like, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> it's the most arny thing I've seen in a while. <laughs> and it made me chuckle. So uh, it's on, I think it's on his Twitter feed, you know, <laughs> check yeah. it out. If you, I mean, it's just uh, Arnie at his best. Well, yeah. uh, props to him, I guess. Yeah, he's a big advocate, uh, advocate of mm-hmm. uh, vaccinations and oh, uh, of this one, I guess, mm-hmm. especially. And um, I mean, put the needle down. It's, I love his uh, humor. You know, there's no way he's like, he thinks that's cool. I think he knows that's hilarious. <laughs> he knows it's great. He's just got this book of catchphrases with he him really to break does. the ice. Oh, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if he had an actual book where he wrote down everything, uh, you know? Without he makes people happy it. with uh, just a <laughs> few lines yeah, without to pronounce it, yeah. Without to stick true to his original pronunciation. Yeah, dude. I mean, he does have a a, a Austrian dialect coach, doesn't he? Apparently. That's what I heard. I've heard, yeah, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, the legend uh, says that's the case. Yeah. We have to do an Arnie special too. I mean, I know, and yeah. I've, I've thought of so many uh, people to do a special on um, recently. I'm very excited about episode 56. If if this stays mm-hmm. the way that uh, that. By the way, it's, <laughs> I love the interaction that we had. I told you this before. <laughs> yeah. The little thing. I don't want to say what it is now, but uh, I sent Gabe a text of like, "Hey, we could do this one for the ne- next or for the." Not the next episode, not next special next episode, special, but the, yeah. Yeah, the, the one after that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, your reply and then um, the interaction we had was, I thought was very funny and it sort of described our relationship pretty well, I yeah. thought. Very short and silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah I well, mean, we have to do an Arnie special some, at some point, episode 100 maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I am excited for that special you just talked about, yeah. but... Also because it's a bit easier than, for example, Arnie, because Arnie has got this huge catalog to go through. He does. Yeah. A lot of which I haven't seen because, unlike you, I'm not that big into Mr. Schwarzenegger. Well, you told me like a couple of years ago that you discovered some of his movies and you sort of understand the charm now. It is better than I had remembered it, to right. be fair. But there's still so much out there. So, so much. But I did, yeah, I think for the first time watching Total Recall, I had a blast. It was just so silly and over the top. Yeah. How could you not like it? Right. <laughs> For what Especially it is, it's ending. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What's his name? Quaid in that movie? Oh, yeah. I think could it's be. Quaid. <laughs> sure, Arnie trivia. Quaid. We got to do, you know, you got to ask me some Arnie trivia at some point. Like, do you remember when you asked me, like, the director of uh, Secrets in Their Eyes? Mm-hmm. It still bothers me, dude. I mean, <laughs> uh, the one time you asked me a trivia question and I, I, f- I fluked. It's, it's uh, always, Juan Jose Campanella, though. I'm not going to forget <laughs> it now. <laughs> it's always when you need that information, you totally forget it. And then right. All of your effort has gone to waste. Of yeah. Being all of my effort. Yeah, it's all I'm doing every day. <laughs> <laughs> Campanello, Campanello. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down like a madman. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> like in that uh, Sam Neill film. Oh, In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a. You know that movie? I haven't seen it, but I know the scene. It's an insane, it's such a good movie. Yeah, I would love to see it just because it's, I guess, like an homage to H.P. Lovecraft uh, yeah, kind of stories. I think so. And it does sound and look pretty fucking cool, but I didn't find it anywhere. Oh, did I talk about this already on the podcast? I maybe. Th- maybe. I'm not sure now. But it's, it's a Carpenter film, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. And I've also seen another Carpenter film recently, which was 
Big Trouble in Little China, which oh. was just madness, absolute fucking madness, mixed with some of the worst <laughs> acting that I've seen in a long time. Is that the one Snake Pliskin or whatever? Mm. Pilskin? Is it? No, I think Snake Pliskin is... Um, Escape from New York? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China, he's called like Pork pork Chops. <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> he's like a truck driver. He's got this handle with one of the actresses, I think Samantha from uh, Sex in the City. I'm looking this up now. Yeah, Kim Cattrall, yeah. Yeah, she was just atrocious. <laughs> <That's a bad laughs> too much. <laughs> Sorry. Have you watched uh, her in Sex in the City? I haven't. Uh, I guess like years, uh, years ago, but in this film, she wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the villain is pretty cool. Very I'll iconic. Take for it. I'm, this, these are missing on my uh, movie knowledge list or I haven't seen them. The it, whole, is, like, it is on them. Netflix right now. Okay. Yeah, you, so, He's called Jack Burton. Maybe his Jack nickname Burton. is... Uh, what was it? Pigskin? No. Or Porkchops, I pork think. Porkchops, yeah. He just says in like, the beginning and somewhere at the end, he's like, Porkchop coming in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we got to that, but... Um, I don't know. What were we talking about before? Uh, Moth Matters. Right. Matt Moth Matters, yeah. yeah. Well, it all, it, the writing down the name like uh, obsessively reminded me of The Shining, too. Oh, yeah. That's what I had to think of. But uh, Mouth of Madness is a good shout. Great movie. Well. What's your pick, dude? Or do you have, um, you have two things, right? I have two things. And I think the other thing is going to be your pick because it right. has to be the only thing that I, you've seen. <laughs> yes. I, well, I have one more. Yeah. I have one more thing. And it's, it's that, yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm going to start off with uh, my pick, which is a show on Netflix. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Okay, yeah, sorry. What? <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna, you told me before that you weren't sure of what to pick, and I thought you decided on the movie now, but apparently not. I didn't. I'm That's sorry for the good. movie, I guess, but... I'm worried about the trailers, because I have a trailer for my pick. I don't know if I can get one for yours. Well... We'll, we'll see when we get there. We'll, we'll see when we yeah, get there. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it's, it's a show, and it's the third season of Disenchanted, which is an animated show on Netflix by Matt. Jesus, I should have looked up how to pronounce them. Groaning or graining? Matt Groaning? The Simpsons guy. Yeah, the Simpsons guy <laughs> and the Futurama guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great pronunciation, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Futurama. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And this his new show, and you very much get the same kind of vibe off of his ideas and whole concept and jokes. And others than his, other than his other shows, the Simpsons being set in the normal day and age and Futurama being <laughs> set in the yeah I, I mean guess. yeah you're right yeah kind of but yeah Futurama being set in the future and now Disenchanted being set in a fantasy kind of world with some weird elements in them of course right and when I first watched this the first season the very first episode I was very disappointed because the first episode I don't know who did the sound design on this but <laughs> it was god awful it just <laughs> mainly silent like no real like in a cartoon you need good sound design you need when somebody touches something when somebody hits someone when somebody's falling over you you always need something kind of playing right otherwise it just looks boring sure and i don't know it's just i think in the first maybe in the first two episodes it looks uh it looks and sounds so silent and just so empty but it's gotten better over time and i think the third season might be the best one yet okay and it stars a couple of regulars, I guess, who also did voices on Futurama, like J. 
John DiMaggio, who did the voice of Bender, or Billy West, who's uh, done the voice of Fry and the Professor and Zoidberg, and he's one of the very best voice actors out there, in my opinion. Okay. But you also got Eric Andre from the Eric Andre show, sure. being just a maniac as always. And you got a whole lot of actors from the IT crowd. Funny oh, really? enough. What? Yeah, you got Noel Fielding in this one. You got Richard Ayuwadi. I learned from my <laughs> previous pronunciation. What did you say? What, what, David Ayoda. Close <laughs> <laughs> enough. Classic, yeah. And uh, Matt Barry. Who's that? The the boss. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> the I mean, very I, weird I figured, boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, but, it, this is in uh, British, with British accents? No, like all the main characters speak in an American accent, but some characters do have gotcha, British accents. Gotcha, it gotcha. doesn't have a lot of logic to it, and it does. It is addressed throughout the show. Sure, but it's it's about a a princess, young Tia Beanie, who is a not the really the model of a princess. She of drinks a, a lot. She yeah. Do you well? I gotta have a, a style. Yeah. <laughs> I don't find no. but <laughs> but yeah. Well, she. She isn't what one would expect of a usual princess, and she doesn't really want to be one either. And at one point, she meets an elf named Elfo, who is the highlight of the show, in my right. opinion. He gets the best fucking jokes, and he's got the best deliveries in the whole show. And a little demon, uh, voiced by Eric Andre. Okay. And it's hard to explain all of it, because it's just a whole lot of madness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you like that kind of cartoony humor and if you like Futurama do give it a, a watch I mean I, I know you're not that big into cartoons I don't know why did you ever watch like Simpsons <laughs> at all I mean yes but uh, never religiously like some episodes here and there and that's right. about it I didn't watch Futurama or what was it what's the one um, the raunchy one were they all in South Park no drawn no, no. together drawn together that's the yeah, one that's yeah. a great one yeah I mean, just maybe some episodes here and there, but uh, I don't know. I don't. I never, never. I mean, I watched Yu-Gi-Oh. Does that count as a cartoon? I mean, I guess it's an anime. Yeah, I don't see. I don't even know how to. Um, you know, is that how to distinguish between the two of them? I mean, I guess is that the same thing? Well, the one is Japanese. Well, yes, but <laughs> they're still like animated shows, though, right? I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, I never really watched Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> you didn't. I didn't. I watched Pokemon and One Piece. Oh, see, One Piece is another one I've never touched. Too, way too right. much to watch, I think. Like, what, yeah, yeah. How many episodes? I don't know. It must be in the thousands by yeah, now. I, I mean, the, so. the manga is still coming out right now, I think. Or maybe they finished by now. I don't know. But I remember reading the books or the comics, I guess, yeah. when I was a kid because my brothers bought them. And they're still coming out. I don't know how you can put any more <laughs> into that story, but... I guess good for him. Then. Yeah. I mean, I actually recently rewatched some of the old Yu-Gi-Oh episodes because I found them on both Netflix and on Prime. Oh, really? And, and do they hold up? Dude, I'm not kidding. I've never been hit more by nostalgia than when I watched that because I watched oh, really? it in German too. Mm -hmm. And there are so many recognizable voices, um, <laughs> like Christian Bale's voice and... Um, from Scrubs, a lot of act, a lot of voice actors from Scrubs. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, dude, it was such a blast to revisit that. I mean, I, I think, I think I actually watched like the first half of the first season, which is still like 24 episodes or whatever, whatever. All right. And I watched this within the last couple, like 
there was a time within the last couple of months where I watched that and just because it hit me so much with nostalgia and it was such a because actually I like remembered so much about it as well like I knew mm-hmm. every thing like where it was gonna go and everything <laughs> and you had like Pegasus who's voiced by Kevin Spacey's voice <laughs> oh wow yeah I mean obviously not uh, in the like the original is <laughs> something completely different but yeah, yeah. the German version it's the same voice as Kevin Spacey and that's interesting. I yeah, love I never that show. really got into that. It confused me so much. I remember everybody like playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards at one point as did well. Did you never play it either? I always played Magic. Oh, I I did that too. Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh though. All right. I never really got Yu-Gi-Oh. It seemed very confusing. It's still like big nowadays because now like the there's so much value on these cards cuz I really? yeah, I discovered that on YouTube that so many people are like um sending in their old Yu-Gi-Oh cards to get them graded. And if they're like in top condition, they are worth thousands. Okay. And I looked through my uh, collection, but they're all in terrible <laughs> condition, unfortunately. Because there were some goodies in there, but they're not in good yeah. condition. Yeah. I think recently somebody sold an old Pokemon card for a whole lot of money. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. More interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Disenchant, it's a great show. I mean, we could play a trailer right now if we got one. Otherwise, yeah, we're going to keep talking, I guess. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I mean... With Netflix, it is still such a struggle. Yeah, I assume so. Um, I will try to do so, but, um, (laughs) you know, it could be, and I've mentioned this many times before, we could just play it and no one would ever say anything, right? But I just want to do it by the books and get permission (laughs) to use it, and I'll try my best, and we would obviously um, insert it here. All right, What what a great great trailer. trailer. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it is on Netflix. I think pretty much everyone has Netflix. I'll link Just it in the description for sure. Yeah, I mean if but if you plan on watching this, do yourself a favor. The opening credits of each episode feature illustrated like images of the key scenes in each episode, okay. which is just terrible. If you watch the opening credits and all images, you just know the whole fucking plot. Yeah. I don't know why they do this, so I always skip it because I've learned from my mistakes. Just sure. do yourself a favor and skip those. I don't know why they would do this. I mean, if you would do this, put them in like the end credits like the Mandalorian does with their concept art that they put at the end of each episode, but it's just weird. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people are, are as bothered as you and I would be by that, you know? Well, I mean... I do get kind of trailers. I'm not a huge fan of them, but trailers do give you an idea of the whole story. Sure, but sure. this is just the whole story. I guess. So, I don't know. But it's still a whole lot of fun. And like I said, Elfo and his delivery of jokes is just golden. I don't know if it's just me, but I absolutely love this character. <laughs> and I think I read somewhere that this was actually the very first animated character that Matt Groening ever like drew professional oh wow he's okay and he never used him for anything and he just now put it into disenchanted right so a bit of animated history right there thank you for that yeah (laughs) for a fan like you (laughs) (laughs) all right man all right well so let's get to the other thing i hope it's the same thing it's gotta be I if mean, it's not yeah let's um explain your thought process of what you did in like researching this uh since last week. Well, you said Amazon Prime. 
Right. So I opened up Amazon Prime and start. I saw a thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, of course this is coming out now because I actually knew that it was coming up because I meant to watch it for the end of 2020. It was like, maybe I can find this somewhere because I wasn't aware it was only releasing on the 15th of January. Yes. <laughs> but it did, so I didn't get to watch it and I completely forgot about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. So All right. my... Oh, it, well, you did your pick. I thought it was your no, pick. Yeah. Your pick? You my pick of the week is One Night in Miami. Yes. Joke? Oh, no. Okay. No, <laughs> I've done this one too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is the latest movie um, directed by Regina King, who I think this, this is her first, the first movie that she directed, right? Could um, be. <laughs> I said this about um, Chloe um, Duval. Was it Chloe Duval <laughs> last time? And it was completely wrong. Let's look, look it up. up. Uh, well, she, she directed a lot of TV episodes. But, oh, there's some... Maybe it's a short one she did before. Uh, Story of a Village. It's one well, of her first movies. I, I think it's basically her first big movie that she directed. And yeah, if you she's, don't... She's done yeah. at least one TV movie. But Yeah. What, the Story of a Village? No. The one just before she did One Night in Miami, The Finest. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't see that. Yep, you're absolutely right. It's, I mean, it's got six, six ratings. ratings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but if you don't know Regina King, I mean, she recently won an Academy Award for um, her for, as Best Supporting Actress in mm -hmm. If Beale Street Could Talk. Yes. And I became a fan of hers um, in Watchmen, the show, mm -hmm. uh, recently. She's terrific in that show. And um, yeah, now she's obviously behind the camera. And One Night in Miami, I think the way, what I figured out by uh, researching this in, uh, intensely, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is about a real life meeting, right? But it's a fictionalized story. Like these, this, this meeting took place, but we don't know. Like It did? I, th I think so. I thought like, well, I knew that like that that night happened, the fight and everything, but I didn't know that they like met afterwards. I think the meeting took place um, in the sixties, right? Mm -hmm. Nineteen sixty-four. Thank you. Um, a meeting between Malcolm X, Cassius Clay, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke, who mm -hmm. were at the time uh, for the biggest I mean, names in I don't. Fighters against oppression and, and racism and well, icons in the African American community. I think that's fair to say, right? Sure, yeah. I'm treading lightly here because I don't want to misspeak, but I think that 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 sort of sums it up rather well. And obviously, uh, I, I must admit, I thought Jim Brown was James Brown, the <laughs> singer. Too. I don't know why. I, yeah, me too. Well, I, I know heard. why because I never heard of. Yeah, I didn't know yep. Jim Brown. Yeah, I mean, we don't get a lot of American football in Austria. Right. <laughs> I knew uh, all the other people, but um, yeah, I struggled <laughs> with Jim Brown. Because <laughs> he was talking like he's a football player, and then he wanted to go into acting. Mm. And I was like, Is that, was that Jim, James Brown? Did he go, was he a football player? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Funnily enough, he's the only one still alive today. Is he? Of the four, yeah. Oh, Jim Brown now. Jim Brown, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right because I, yeah, that's what I um, discovered in my research because he talked about that night happening. Mm -hmm. Actually, interesting. I watched an, an interview, but yeah, sorry, but one night in Miami is about a meeting of these four people that actually happened, but 
it's a fictionalized um, retelling of that meeting. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to get going, I thought, because it doesn't start off at that meeting. It sort of starts with um, the boxing match that Cassius Clay has and Sam Cooke has an event where he sings and, uh, you know, is treated quite horribly. And eventually they all meet up at a hotel room and the movie is basically that after that, which I like mm-hmm. a lot. It's a talkie, that movie. I mean, it's a lot of dialogue in a small room, you know? <laughs> is it also maybe based on a theater? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Theater. I mean, always this if you didn't piece. know that, then it's um, well, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Good, good thought <laughs> you had because it's right. Yeah. It's written by Kemp Powers, who mm-hmm. is a co director of Soul. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, uh, you know, that's it's a small world out there. Um, I guess, yeah. Or he maybe he wrote Soul, but I think he was a co-director. But it is based on a stage play called One Night in Miami, uh, written by Kemp Powers, and he also wrote the screenplay now, mm-hmm. and directed by Regina King, as I said. And it stars um, Leslie Odom Jr., who mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Burr himself. Uh, <laughs> great to see him in something else. I thought um, because I thought it was quite good. He was, yeah. I mean, we recently saw him in Harriet. He mm-hmm. had a part in that. But other than that, I have not seen him in much. And that might be my fault, but it's great to see him in something other than Hamilton and uh, Harriet. Yeah, it was one and other he, thing. He was a pretty good fit as well for the role. Yeah, I thought he was I mean, really good. He does have the voice, he really does. And yeah. he fit quite well into like the good-looking, now very rich, <laughs> not down-to-earth anymore guy. Yeah. He fitted quite well. I thought the... The four main guys were all very good. I wasn't a huge fan of the actor who portrayed Malcolm X, to be oh, honest. Oh, dude, I thought he was excellent. That was actually a bit of my issue with the film. Interesting. Performance, in my opinion. Maybe I'm just so used to to think that Denzel Washington is like the embodiment of Malcolm X on screen. Yeah. Because he did it so freaking well. But I don't know. I mean, Ellie Gori, I think his name is. Yeah. If I pronounce that right. As Cassius Clay. Yeah. Amazing fucking casting. Yeah. Whoever casted that dude, give that person an Oscar as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you who it was. It was Kimberly Hardlin. <laughs> Looking at the casting director now. <laughs> Kimberly Hardin. Yeah, I, I would I mean, I guess he allegory as an actor might not want to like portray the same character twice or like explore other routes and other options, but if he would star in a autobiographic movie about Muhammad Ali. I would go see it immediately. Yeah, I thought he was really good. And also yeah. Jim Brown, uh, Aldous Hodge, who was in Invisible Man recently. He was the friend of Elizabeth Moss. Who, um, right, that's... Uh, yeah, who let her stay that. at uh, his place. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. As a cop, right? As a cop, yeah. In the film, yeah. Dude, I recently thought about the Invisible Man again. and <laughs> How come? Well, because of Aldous Hodge. Mm-hmm. And All right. I was like... I was actually like... Uh, uh, scared because I, I <laughs> like I, I thought about some because I talked about it on the on the best of the year special mm-hmm. and it made my made my honorable list but recently I am um, sort of uh, you know went through the movie again in my head and there were some fucking terrifying scenes in that movie uh, just the concept really you know? I guess well, because, yes. like at, towards the end it doesn't no the ending wasn't yeah right. because once but you if know the, the ending gimmick, is like not scary 
I cannot forget about all the scary parts. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I forgot yeah. about the rest of the movie. When I talked about it on the on the special, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I only had sort of the ending in my head. Right, but then yeah. I went back and thought about everything where he's just like behind her and just blowing uh, air mm-hmm. when she's out on the porch or when, she, when he's in her bedroom and standing on her sheets. All right. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's a good movie, that's. And uh, I recently thought about this again. But one out of Miami, I mean, this is not one of the best things I've seen uh, in a long time or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, more of a necessity pick than anything else because I haven't <laughs> seen anything else. Uh, you know, I didn't want to pick Arnie as my pick, even though it's, it was terrific <laughs> what he did, you know. But yeah. I did enjoy it quite a lot. I didn't, I think I thought it took a while to get going. But once mm-hmm. we got to the hotel room, but even further on, once we got to the fight between Sam Cooke and Malcolm X. Yeah. I think that's really when finally got going. Right. Which Be- took such a long while. It, it really did. But from that point on, I was in. And mm-hmm. I think it's a testament to this movie because in so many movies, you have um, fighting scenes or discussions where it's pretty obvious that one is in the wrong and the other one's in the right. And you're mm-hmm. usually just rooting for the guy in the right to, to convince the other guy that he's right mm-hmm. to get him on board. But in a really, really good movie, you have that fight where you can sort of understand both viewpoints. And I thought that was the case uh, in One Night in Miami. I thought it was very interesting and very, yeah, understandable of what both of these guys meant. And yeah, yeah, it it was a fight that um, seemed real, you know? Yeah, I do agree. It's a good point you just made with both making a very good argument for themselves. Yeah. Which makes it quite hard. I mean, right. That's why, I mean, he wasn't bad at all, the actor who portrayed Michael Max. I don't want to like say that he was shit or something like that. It's just, I just couldn't identify with kind of how he played, I guess. Okay. Especially since like how he argument in that scene, I guess, if you just like look at Denzel Washington's performance, for example, like real life interviews of Malcolm X, it just seemed even more like I don't know what, but Malcolm Hex or the way he was also portrayed is just so incredibly like heavy. Like you like feel his uh, his his presence in some way. Yeah. And I don't know, it just didn't hit me as hard, I guess, from from the other performance. That's fair. I mean, it's the one guy we haven't mentioned. It's called, he's mm-hmm. called Kingsley Ben Adir, who mm-hmm. recently also uh, played Barack Obama in a show called The Comey Report, which I've yet to finish, but I started watching it. It's this two-parter on Showtime written and directed by Billy Ray <laughs> about James Comey, the FBI director uh, under Trump, and uh, Brendan Gleeson plays Trump. It's a very weird two-parter that seems more like, at times, like a... Not like a parody, but it was so hard to take it seriously, especially Trump, even though it definitely wasn't supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> what happened there? I can cut that out. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's Drop something. Okay. <laughs> Your jaw. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't want to talk about the Comey role too much, but that's I mean, where... the way you describe it. I just can't imagine it being serious, to be honest. I think it, it it tries to be, and Jeff Daniels plays Jim Comey, mm-hmm. and it's good, but it's it is a TV movie, and it feels like one, and that's not All a right. good thing. Mm-hmm. 
even though I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Billy Ray. <laughs> but that's where I knew Kingsley Ben Adir from. And I thought he was uh, really good in One Night in Miami. And um, I mean, you know, I can understand your point as well. But I thought, I thought he had that presence, you know. I, th- I really did. And uh, I, th- yeah. I, thought he had th- I thought he played it rather well. I really did. He seemed kind of shy in the movie. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't. Maybe it's just how I saw it. Yeah. But let's roll a clip, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe we should have done it a bit earlier, but uh, here's a clip of the trailer of One Night in Miami, which is on uh, Amazon Prime. It's included in the subscription. Uh. Ah. You brothers, you could move mountains without ah. lifting a finger. Uh. Minister Malcolm X. Good news, the chariot is coming. Who's the greatest? That's right. Jim Brown takes the ball. Your record is going to stand the test of time. All together, yeah. The entire city of Miami is celebrating. I'm the new heavyweight champion of the world, and I don't even have a scratch on my face. Oh, my goodness. Cash. Cash? Why am I so pretty? (laughs) Hey, congratulations, champ. I could get used to that. Uh, I was made in America, land of the free, home of the brave. This movement that we are in is called a struggle because we are fighting for our lives. For this ain't about civil rights. For they ain't giving black people what they really want. What's that? Hey, I was made in America. That's why I'm out here saving oh. America. Power. Black power. I like the sound of that. Uh. I wish I lived in America. We have to be there for each other. Uh, heard everybody rich. All I gotta do is run, jump, kick. I'm a kid in your area. Uh, I done made it to America. Uh, I'm amazed uh, at America. Welcome to America. All right. All right. <laughs> we're, we're, we were discussing, like, maybe, because we haven't seen the trailer, like, what what song do you think they used? Could have been a Sam Cooke song in that trailer, right? Maybe. I would assume, like, one of the songs that, like, make an appearance like at the very end yeah I th- by the way that th- i thought that scene was tremendous yeah. i really did especially yeah. with the relationship that was um built throughout the movie between sam cook and malcolm x mm-hmm. and then just the way that inspired sam cook to write that song and i loved the way that regina king ended the movie not where i thought she did but she cut to some other last shots and i thought mm-hmm. it was really really good yeah and I love the song cool. at the end, man. I thought it was really powerful. Yeah, definitely. I mean, also his performance, how he delivered that song. Yeah. It was very cool. Plus, yeah. like, his little mannerisms while he sang. Right. I don't know if, like, that was an interpretation of what he thought it would feel like to sing that song or if that's, like, real mannerisms that the real, like, Sam Cooke did. Right. It felt very authentic. Yeah. I don't know, but I agree. And also and, you got... Yeah. Sorry. Maybe you can say the right... I think we're just about to say the very same thing. Bo Bridges? No. To be honest, I forgot his name, but I guess Kareem X. Okay, no, you're you're talking about uh, Lance Reddick, the guy from The Wire. Is he in The Wire? I mean, from uh, John Wick. John Wick, yeah. Yeah. I think he was in The Wire. Um, But yeah, what a voice. Yeah, dude. (laughs) What a voice, yeah. Um, You like him. I do, I, and he, I think he was quite fitting in that movie. But also, yeah. talking about him, also one scene with Malcolm X, like seeing like the guys doing shit. I don't want to say what, 
That didn't really make an appearance after that. I mean, it does have like implications on like the real Malcolm X. Which one now? Yeah, uh, like the two dudes he thinks are watching him. Right. And then when he kind of sees them from the diner. Right. Doesn't really make an appearance later, does it? Well, sure it does. There, there's a what? <laughs> does it? Don't, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, I don't want. I don't know if I want to give that away, but there's a scene where. Uh, Malcolm X has to sort of uh, evacuate. Yeah, b- a but it doesn't really have to do anything with that. I think. Look at pretty been sure. Them. I mean, because that exact scene, pretty much beat for beat, is also in the Malcolm X movie with Denzel Washington. Right. I'm pretty sure that other reasons. Fair enough. Yeah, because what, of his what, what like we... disputes with Nation of Islam, which was also talked about in this. Right. Film, right. Right. I, I I don't know. I mean, it might have been this different people. I don't know. It's, I think it's just symbolizing the whole like that he's always watched and the the paranoia that he has, and not even paranoia, but you know the the yeah. danger that he's in all the time, maybe. I guess. But sorry, um, what did you want to say? Well, Bo Bridges in this is is in this as well for <laughs> one scene. Is the guy at the very beginning where he meets Jim Brown, and he's this where he brings right, the, yeah. his daughter brings out lemonade, which is a great scene, by the way. It's just the way in it wraps up. That was amazing. Right? I did not see that coming. It right. just shocked me to the core. Yeah. I mean, I kind of expected it, to be honest, but, uh, you know, I always expected just... something in the same vein, but this was just fucking brutal. Yeah, it really was. So nonchalant, yeah. too, the mm-hmm. way he just said it. And then he, yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. I, I thought this movie had certain great scenes, and the rest of it, unfortunately, was kind of, as I said, it, it takes a while to get going. Um, yeah, and some of it was a bit tedious, but I thought the main actors were really, really good. The direction was—I mean, it, it's a stage play. There's oh, mm-hmm. s- stage plays that are turned into movies are very difficult, in my opinion. In my humble uh, opinion, who has no idea about movie directing, but <laughs> I thought think these are always like rather difficult to make them cinematic. Yeah. So therefore, the directing didn't really stand out to me, good or bad. You know what I mean? It's a filmed stage play. And I guess that's what it is. Yeah. I just expected kind of more because I didn't know it was based on a stage play. Right. And I expected like the settings to change more. But then when they're just pretty much stuck in that hotel hotel room for like 80% of the movie, I was a bit disappointed. I like that. I yeah. like those movies though. Yeah. I like these uh, sitting in a room and talking movies. Yeah. Which I mean, <laughs> I, sh- I guess I should go more to the theater, right? <laughs> that's where I find that <laughs> I all guess, the time. Yeah. yeah. When do you get the chance? But I have yeah. to say, Eligori was. I, I'm bad. I'm mispronouncing his last ni- uh, name. But I would. I Eli. would. Yeah, I would say Eli. Yeah, Eli Gori sounds about Gori. right. I yeah. don't know. I think he was my highlight of the whole film. Yeah, he was really good. And I, I haven't listened to any interviews of him, but I assume he put on a voice, or yeah. an accent, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, sounded really also, believable. I also did some research after the film because I knew quite a bit about. Cassius Clay, aka Muhammad Ali, and about Malcolm X, just from being interested in that, like topic and researching it in my free time, yeah. just for fun. But I didn't know anything about Jim Brown. Brown, right. and I pretty much knew nothing about Sam Cooke. Like, little tidbits, and the way Sam Cooke died was quite fucking shocking to read. How did he die? He died the same year that movie took place in a very obscure incident at a hotel. Okay. I wonder why they didn't mention that at the end of the movie. 
I don't think it had anything to do with anything. I mean, that's like conflicting stories and there's some conspiracy conspiracy fears uh, to what went on, but apparently, what, what I read, could be talking shit right here, <laughs> but what happened is he had a woman in his hotel room. He then took off with his clothes. There were some allegations of sexual assault. Maybe also she, she stole his stuff. Who the fuck knows? But he was quite drunk and then burst into like the hotel receptionist's office or something, pretty much naked, and kind of grabbed her and she took out a gun and shot him. Jesus. Which okay. is, yeah, fucked up and weird. But, yeah. yeah. Didn't expect that. I know much <laughs> should about be a, history. <laughs> there should be a whole movie just about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sam Cook, right? That song? It's a one 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 Yeah. It's a great I song. mean, I don't know much about history, but so uh, that's why I'm saying, you know, it's a great. <laughs> <dub>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, of all the ways to go, that's not really one of the ways you want. Yeah, just so surprising and weird. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's a good movie. And it's my pick of the week, uh, One Night in Miami on Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah, it is quite cool. It is yeah. quite cool. I guess it didn't just grab me as much as I expected it to, but. Yeah. Still worth checking out. And it's That's fair. a couple of like honorable mentions, list of best films on 2020 of people who got to see it oh, in really? that year or yeah. maybe even in that list. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those weeks where there hasn't been a great release, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. I mean, we can't have <laughs> great things all the, all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it for me. Yeah. I guess for me as well. Anything else? No. No. Uh, we'll, we'll, try and f- <laughs> figure out, we'll try and figure out something to watch for next week. And then, yeah. uh, obviously, episode 52, the, the anniversary special that I'm excited about. Very special, yeah. It's very special, yeah. <laughs> excited how it's going to play out. Yeah. Right. All I right. I mean, um, thank you for, for listening, as always. And thank you for your support. And we're very happy with the, with the support on the special, on the 2020 special. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of people... Well, relatively, it's, I mean, it's all relative, but for us, <laughs> a lot of people have liked the video on YouTube and um, yeah, a lot of people have listened to it, which is the main thing. And that's, that's great. And thank you for that. And that's, that's it for me this week. And we'll be back next week. And yeah, Gabe, I'll leave it up to you again. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sticking around. And I hope you keep sticking around, especially for a new special. And yeah. If you want to see us on any other platforms, we're available and pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, we are on YouTube, all under the Best Thing We've Seen podcast. You can also find us at Best Thing Radio on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out our great thumbnails at Flow Designs every week on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as a thumbnail. and. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Maybe drop a like, subscribe, comment, whatever. We love to hear your feedback. And yeah, thank you so much for sticking around. It's a great honor to have people actually listening to us and not just us talking into the abyss. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, thank you so much for that. And have a great week. And hopefully see you next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.